Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for attending. And now, without further ado, to answer your questions, we welcome Commissioner Carl Benson. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending today's press conference. Uh, at a time when there are so many uncertainties facing intercollegiate athletics, I thought that this would be a good opportunity to address some of those issues. Uh, who's got the first question? I got a question. Uh, Trent Krim from the Independent. <laughs> really? Trent Krim from the Independent? Are you kidding me? What's your question? Well, well what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? And alive. That's the best that you can have at a time when, when we've got all these issues facing us, and that's the best question you have? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. And really... Who let this guy in? It's all about media rights, and that's where all the money comes from. You want to watch all your games on TV, but you want, to, want your schools to make a lot of money. You can't have it all, all those different ways. Hi, I'm Mark Knutson. He's Carl Benson, former commissioner of the Western Athletic Conference, the Mid-America Conference, and the Sunbelt Conference, who have been in the news a lot lately. We'll touch on that as well. Uh, for the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall, and the Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Abs, Nuggets, and much, much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. And with that, we bring in Carl Benson, whose autograph you should want if you don't already have it. Um, Carl, a lot of news this week. The Sunbelt Conference, the Conference USA, the American Athletic Conference. It's all one big – it's all the same footprint, but everybody's changing addresses. What's going on over here? Well, Mark, as we said uh, last week and the week before, uh, what we've talked about in a particular segment – one week is, you know, is, is old news the next yeah. day, it seems <laughs> like. And, and once right. again, uh, here we are on, on Tuesday, and the Sunbelt announces today that, you know, that Southern Miss has indeed uh, joined the Sunbelt, leaving Conference USA, which mm -hmm. is now the seventh member of Conference USA to depart in mm -hmm. the last uh, several weeks and leaves Conference USA now with, you know, with seven members and speculation, uh, and I think that the reports are, are certainly uh, accurate and, and leaning in that direction that uh, Marshall and Old Dominion University will follow Southern Miss to the Sun Belt, as yep. will FCS member uh, of the Colonial Athletic Conference, uh, James Madison. National who, champions last year in FCS. They were national champions, and they've had, uh, they've had a great run of uh, FCS success, and you know, a little bit of the irony is that in, in 2014, I tried to get James Madison to join the Sunbelt back in 2014, and they uh, they didn't think that the Sunbelt measured up to their standards in terms really? of, uh, of a conference, and huh. uh, Conference USA was kind of full, and uh, they're, they're kind of at the hip, partner at the hip with Old Dominion, both in right. the state of Virginia, and, and uh, mm -hmm. so they were, their inkling was to, uh, was to join Conference USA, and here we are, seven years later. It looks like they're headed along is, with Old Dominion to uh, to the Sun Belt. And, is, is Conference USA on life support? Yeah, yeah. Or you know, I I don't like to use the word life support because people ten years ago, you know, thought that the WAC was on life support, and mm -hmm. and I tried my best to keep it alive, and um, you know, we did keep it alive, yeah. but at some point in time, you know, the WAC football was dissolved, and, right. and you know, if, if this all falls out, uh, Mark, uh, Conference USA will be down to five schools. Right. Um, you know, the Sun Belt in 2012 was down to three. Um, That's right. The difference, and and this is this is I think is is somewhat pertinent, is that the difference in 2012, 
I had exhausted all possible options for the WAC. Uh, and right. those options were, you know, pretty much the entire, you know, membership of the Big Sky, Montana, Montana State, yep. Cal Davis, Cal San Luis Obispo, Eastern Washington, Portland State, you know, the, the whole mix of them. And right. uh, once they all said no, there really wasn't much that the WAC could do. Conference USA still has some options. Uh, they have three uh, FBS independents, New Mexico State, yeah. Liberty, and the University of Massachusetts. Uh, four, if you count University of Connecticut. And what, about, what about Army? Is Army still just a state Army, independent? Army, Army has indicated that they will stay as an independent. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. And, uh, you know, I think that you and I talked earlier in one of these yeah. segments about the possibility of Army joining the American, American yes. which at the same time that Air Force was considering joining right. American, and you would have had all three academies yep. you know, in the same conference. I wouldn't rule that out I would down either. the road someplace, but uh, at least short term, it looks like Army will stay as an independent. But uh, you know, then the other options that, that Conference USA has, are there's a myriad of FCS schools uh, some in Texas, some in Louisiana, others in the you know on the Eastern Seaboard that uh, you know that would like to make the move from FCS to FBS, and, and I'm sure that Conference USA will will be looking at those. So you know what what's the question is what's fueling all this? Because basically, you understand why a Utah would want to move up from the from the Mountain West Conference to the Pac-12. I mean that that makes people can see that there's a huge money difference there that you can see that. But all this movement within the group of five, it feels to me like it's rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. I mean, you're not changing your your state, your stature anywhere. You're not, you're still, you're staying at the same level. You're just changing your address. I don't understand really what fuels it. Well, you know, and this goes back, uh, the 12 current members of the Mountain West Conference, all were members of the Western right, Athletic they Conference. They were, yep. During, during my yep. 18 year tenure as the commissioner of the WAC, those 12 schools today all were under my That's watch right. at one time. That's right. On the American side, of the 14 members that now, along with the Cincinnati and Houston and, and UCF, they'll have 14 members. 12 of those were all Conference USA teams. <laughs> so when you're saying that all they've done is reshuffle, you know, we ought to go back and, you know, and, and, Mountain West should be called the WAC and the American should be called the <laughs> USA. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. it would be, you know, it'd be, you know, throwing Accurate. it back. But, uh, but I think that what, you know, what they are still trying to, to do is to align themselves with schools that, that they would much rather be with. That North Texas would rather be in a conference with SMU than with Texas State or Arkansas State or UTEP. And, and there are always those examples in terms of why you're moving up the, the hierarchy. And as long as there's a, a hierarchy of conferences that appear to be more prestigious from an athletic standpoint, from an academic standpoint, from just a branding standpoint, right now the Mountain West and the Americans still have this. this you know, a little extra cachet. Yeah. Little little extra cachet. Conference USA, the reason that schools left the Sun Belt back in 2012 is that, that, the, that the Conference USA had a better tele, television arrangement. They paid a little bit more money. So there was a little bit of the, you know, the, the green grass theory okay. that, that you're going to move up and get okay. a little bit. Uh, right. this, this little round here with, with uh, the six Conference USA schools going to the American, uh, there's some, some real doubt as to whether you know, they're 
they're necessarily going to get quote rich. Yeah, over yeah. I mean, and there's just so much money to go around. And it, the bigger, bigger question, obviously, will be well, as you just said, will they make more money? The American has a currently has a nice TV deal, but they're gonna they're probably gonna take a hit now, right? The American's not gonna be able to keep the nice TV deal they have, which is I think at the moment double what the Mountain West schools are making per school. And that's um, that's the, that's the assumption, right. and, I, and I think so that, uh, that it'll it'll play out, you know, still in the next several right. months before that's going, but. Those schools that, that made that jump from Conference USA to the American are probably going to see a little bit of, of financial increase, but they'll also, you know, put themselves in a position with, you know, with a more stable conference. Yeah. Um, the schools that the three Conference USA schools that, that are now uh, joining the Sun Belt, um, they may have they may have been driven strictly by desperation in terms yeah. of of the sinking ship that the the Titanic was right. was was on its way down, and they right. they were ready for a site, you know, safe haven. And um, I think that you know the Sun Belt uh, was able to take advantage of it. And and uh, now the big question today, and this gets into our media rights right. discussion, Mark, is those three schools from Conference USA going to the Sun Belt? Conference USA and the Sun Belt had similar media rights deals in terms of right. the yearly the yearly revenue generated by television rights so the Sun Belt is now going from 10 schools to 14 and will they you know they're not probably they're not going to get a you know their TV deal right now runs through 2031 10 more years Ooh, wow and ESPN is not is mm -hmm. not known to come in and out of the goodness of their heart you know, <laughs> right. re, redo a deal yeah. that they're they're yeah. making some pretty good money on right now so that pie, about a, that an undervalued it. an undervalued conference right now that's delivering a lot of content and 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 content that fans are watching so the espn has the sunbelt right now at a, yeah. at a real bargain bargain deal yeah that, that pie's being cut up into 14 pieces instead yeah. of 10 now yeah, yeah. Okay, explain you were involved in a lot of negotiations for these media rights deals and it's gotten astronomical we know you know the big 10 schools are making 60 million a year and all that explain how media rights works to the fit layman i mean we hear about tv money and everybody thinks their school why is the mountain west not get the same amount of money as the pac-12 you know in the similar footprints blah 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 Explain how media rights actually works and why um, some schools, I mean, honestly, Boise State's got a better brand in football than Washington State, but Washington State's making a ton more money than, than Boise State. So explain how that works a little bit. You know, I think that, that it comes down to, to demand uh, and, you know, the, the ones at the top, the, the, the icons, the Big Ten and the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 and the Pac-10, you know, they've had long established television rights with networks, uh, multiple networks at times, and they have grown their value at a, at a higher rate uh, based on their popularity, based on their national championships, based on the number of, of premier games that they can deliver to the networks. And yet some of the experts will say that, you know, that, that they are being paid you know, too much that the, the, the money, the, the Big Ten deal um, didn't have to be that that high, that they could have got them less. Yet there's a there's a second, you know, the second network involved and and rights fees can get driven up like that. Right. Um, and so I think you really have to separate the, the power five from, you know, from the group of five. 
But on the other hand, a, a pretty interesting, um, I guess, evolution of how did the Americans television rights go from $25 million to 75 million. And the Mountain West went from 20 to 30 or whatever mm -hmm. the, the incremental change there was. And and who, you know, why did why did the American get that much and the Ameri and the Mountain West, you know, get, didn't right. get as much. Remember that Mountain West left ESPN and yep. uh, thought that they could they could uh, strike a better deal didn't, there. Didn't like uh, those 8 p.m. kickoffs. No, but uh, and you know, and ESPN, you know, if they ever came back, ESPN will always remind them of that. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, their their popularity with ESPN has probably been dampened. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the you know, you know how television networks um, are able to evaluate the amount of money they spend versus the amount of money they make then on the back end on the advertisements and the, and the, right. you know, how they sell their sponsorships yeah. and how they, you know, how ratings, you know, come into this. And, you know, we often would, would point out to ESPN that, that a Sunbelt game, that the rating for a Sunbelt game on a Thursday night wasn't a whole lot different than the ratings for, uh, you know, for a, a Pac-12 game or a Big Ten game or an SEC game. Mm -hmm on a Thursday night or a Friday night. And, and yet it's those Saturday games sure. that, that will just drive that, you know, that, uh, uh, that price and that, that value is those games. That's the Michigan, Michigan state It's mm -hmm. the Michigan, Ohio. It's the, you know, it's the Alabama versus whatever. And, and this whole idea of Texas and Oklahoma leaving the big 12 to go to, to the SEC and how, that was decided would be in the best interest. You know, at, the SEC wasn't going to take Texas and Oklahoma just for the heck of it. And yeah. in Texas and Oklahoma, what they did is they they went and they created a schedule that would show all the all the marquee matchups that yeah. the SEC would be able to deliver in a given year. And you throw Texas and Oklahoma into those right. those scheduling. And they just got ten or twelve yeah. you know, new, you know, home run hits. Yeah. And and unfortunately, uh, you know, as, as good as Boise State has been, and as popular as Boise State has been, you know, they their their viewership is still, um, you know, doesn't match what yeah. uh, what one of those other you know right. networks. And um, so it's, uh, it, you know, commissioners get real frustrated over it because we don't think it's fair. You know, we how how can you how can you say that that one football game is worth a hundred times more right than another one on a given Saturday? Especially you know, when all these midweek games is the only game on Wednesday night when the when the Mid America plays on Wednesday nights they're the only game in town. There's no other football going on, so football fans are going to be watching that game. Yeah, so right now, right now, what ESPN is paying? You know, there was a classic game last week, the the uh, Coastal Carolina App State game went down to the wire, thirty one thousand fans. Sold out App State Stadium. Uh, it was the only college football game, you know, on on air that night. Yep. And when you break it down, what what ESPN paid for that game is almost a crime. Yeah, they got a bargain. Of, yeah, of what they got for for their uh, um, you know for their you know their income or their investment on that it was uh, was huge. It used to be that the TV networks were the only game in town. The ESPNs, the ABC, CBS, NBC, only games in town, right? Fox. 
But as we've talked about before, now there's a digital piece involved here. There's, there's more games come on more platforms. Um, in particular, I was thinking two weeks ago, the CSU played New Mexico on stadium. Uh, and a lot of CSU fans were up in arms. The game's not being televised. The game's not. Well, I have a Roku device at my house. I flipped over to my Roku device. The stadium app is on there. I watched on the stadium. I had no problem watching the game. I could watch it anywhere else. This is the wave of the future, Carl. This is where, where it's going. And I think what fans need to understand is stadium is paying rights fees now that they weren't, wouldn't pay otherwise because they get a few of these games. They get Mountain West games all the time. Uh, the more the merrier, really, if, you're, if you want your schools to make a lot of money, isn't the more the merrier, the more outlets that can carry games better for the schools? Well, it's certainly, I mean, it's the, the number of, of uh, media entities that are willing to pay um, for, your, for the content. Mm -hmm. And when you say it's the wave of the future, Mark, it, it's here. It, yeah, it's it's, it's here. no longer right. way. I mean, it's, no, right. it's not in the yep. future. It's how, it's how we as, as a population consume sports. Yep. And and it used to be that ESPN was, you know, was the the only entity outside of those networks that that yep. were televising. And and now each of those major networks has their own cable yep. uh, you know, partner that yep. that has been able to expand the number. You know, college sports fans should feel that they, they they've hit a home run because in the old days. You, you were only able to watch two or three games yeah, right. on a Saturday. And yeah. now, you know, you can watch, you know, the game of your choice. And you can watch football for 12 hours on a Saturday if you want to. And it's, and it's not any different than, than the rest of the, the entertainment uh, business in terms of how, how people are, are consuming, you know, their entertainment, not just their sports, but their entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, they're, you know, they're paying to watch, you know, Ted Lasso and they're paying to watch, you know the various, uh, you know Netflix and mm -hmm. and the, yep. all the made for TV and and I think you just have to look at the sports piece and um, you know I know that that when the Sun Belt went with this digital piece, of, digital network, yeah, of the of, of ESPN, it was the first conference to to go all in on the mm. digital on the digital side, and and it was it was a uh, an investment. That each school made, they had to go in and, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to, you know, to, to create their their production facilities on campus. Yep. If they could self-produce, you know, tennis and golf and baseball yep. and football and all this content, and and that drove up the rights fee that ESPN paid to the Sun Belt. Now, you know, it's not it's not the hundred million dollars, but it was double what was being paid for the linear side. And again, the, mm -hmm. the sports fan needs to still remember we've got the linear, which is, you know, what you get through your normal television and can eat, and it can be either, you know, the network or it can still be these cable, but then this digital, this digital piece is, is such a huge part now of the content for, for college sports. And it's becoming more and more accepted. Yep. Yep. I mean, here's an example. Back in back in the days, in the WAC, ESPN was a single entity. They introduced ESPN two, and athletic directors and fans, you know, screamed bloody murder when a game was on ESPN two. That's right. I remember it that. didn't have it didn't have the same distribution yeah. as ESPN might have had, right. and and it was always 
looked at as being inferior product. Right. ESPN was smart. You know what they started putting on ESPN too? They put Duke, Duke, North Carolina basketball in yeah. February on ESPN two, and all of a sudden it, it legitimized ESPN two. Yeah. Several yeah. years later, ESPNU comes along. Yep. They've got ESPN News that was televising, mm-hmm. and and people would still complain. Well, our game is on ESPNU. It must must not be important to ESPN. But I think some of that stigma is is gone now. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the the actual number of homes that ESPN versus ESPN two is has narrowed considerably. Very, yeah, very much so. All the cable yeah. browser came both. Yep. But we also have to remember this this idea of the cord the cord cutters. ESPN has lost over ten million uh, viewers, viewers yep. that were paying their normal seven, eight, nine, ten bucks a month to their right. their cable operator for ESPN. And they're getting it via the digital side. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think just in general, the population, we've created a, a new pop, a new generation of how people watch news, how people watch entertainment, how, in, how people watch you know, sports. It's how people read how people read the newspaper anymore. There isn't such a thing as a newspaper anymore. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah. But no. it's, uh, you know, this, the one thing that we got to remember during all this realignment is that uh, ESPN and the other owners of these of these conferences all hold a provision in contracts that that is labeled membership change or change in membership. Mm. So when the American Conference, when those four schools, when those three schools left the American, that triggers an ESPN opportunity to renegotiate mm. that Down, downward too, not just upward, but downward. And, and more than likely, I, I remember the day that, that the Boise State left the, the WAC, mm-hmm. and we had just capitalized. The WAC had just finally built back up yep. a television deal that was respectable and was, was, was generating some money, albeit it was, it was because of Boise State's success. Yep. Boise State informs me they're leaving to go to the Mountain West. I get a phone call from ESPN the next day telling me that they will – you know, they will exercise that membership change. And the $4 million a year WAC TV deal went to a million dollars. Wow. Right there, right there. Wow. We found out, we found out what the, uh, yep. what the Boise state value was to ESPN. Wow. And, you know, so wow. that's, uh, that's, that's what the American, that's what the American is facing right now. One of the things that um, help has for has started to, well, I won't say formed, but has been an impact on, in realignment is schools having their own network. Texas had the Longhorn Network. Uh, BYU had BYU TV, which was attractive because then they had those production facilities you're talking about. They could self-produce a game. I know when I was working at the Mountain West TV network, the, over, the very first uh, linear TV network, conference TV network, the, before the Big Ten network, before the rest of them was the Mountain, the Mountain West. Um but BYU TV did a lot of production. TCU did a lot of their own production for us at that point. Did a lot of the baseball games that we end up carrying on the mountain. Um, but the, the Longhorn Network really hasn't been a success uh, by most measures. I mean, you can almost trace Texas's on-field fortunes going down to the launch of the, of the Longhorn Network. Co- coaches blame, blame the Longhorn Network for allowing opponents to scout them better and stuff like that. So it, uh, it really hasn't been a success. Do you see – schools going that direction anymore with their own digital platforms or are they going to stick with a, you know, a, ne- a conference digital network like the mountain yeah. West has now? Yeah. I think as, as um, Texas goes to the SEC, 
I think we'll uh, we'll see the end of yeah. the Texas I mean, network, but the Longhorn, network. Longhorn network. But the only some people say the only people who benefited from the Longhorn network was the University of Texas because they got a big paycheck every yeah. year from ESPN. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've never watched one minute of it. I don't subscribe to. It. I've never watched one second. I don't know how they made how ESPN made any money on it. Yeah, it it created a lot of animosity within yes, the, it did. in the Big Twelve and uh, such, but. You know, as far as, as, as the future, you know, right now, you know, probably 90%, if not all, of the 130 FBS football programs in the country, every one of those universities has their own production facility right. that are that are producing content. Uh, Coaches, shows, and everything else, yep. Yeah, but the majority of those, the wide majority, are linked to their, their media partner. And especially those that have ESPN as their media partners, that's a that's a big part of their yeah. their arrangement. You, know, and you look at when you look at the ten, the ten, or let's just look at the group of five: um, the American, the Sun Belt, and the Mid American are all all have long term ESPN contracts in mm -hmm. place. Conference USA has a little bit of of ESPN, but they also have, um, I believe, a CBS, Fox, CBS, CBS Sports, CBS Sports, and and likewise to, yep. you know, to Mountain West. So, yep. um, you know, on the big five, the power five, you know, ESPN has a, has a piece of, uh, of all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's some that are the joint, you know, right. the joint deals and, you know, the big 10 obviously has, has both ESPN and, you know, and, and CBS and, or excuse me, and Fox. And now the SEC just recently, as you may have read, went ahead and, and, uh, and cut their relationship with CBS and put know, all, their, all their their uh, eggs in the ESPN basket, which was a big big shock, big big shock. And yep. uh, and yet, you know, when you think about ES, when you think about the SEC, they have they have been um, absolutely stunning in terms of mm -hmm. maximizing, you know, their their revenues. Is this uh, is this sustainable? Can the big schools in the Big Ten continue to make sixty million dollars a year for media rights, or is that going to splinter off? And, and uh, as there's more digital platforms open up, is that going to change at all? Do you think? Right now, I mean, college football, the popularity and the and the rights or the 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 ratings this year have just gone off the charts. Yeah, and uh, so that that indicates that. You know that regular season football is is very very profitable. Um, you know the the interesting piece of of, of revenue, and, and really there are there are three buckets of of you know revenue for really pretty much each of the each of the the ten conferences uh, at the FBS, uh, both Group of Five and Power Five. It's your rights. Uh, revenue. It's it's your yes. It's your NCAA basketball yeah. revenue that comes in, and every and school gets every school gets a piece of that, right? Yeah, but it all goes it all goes into a conference right. bucket. It all goes okay. into a conference bucket, okay. and um, and then the the third is is now the CFP bucket, right? And and you you take those three uh, income sources, revenue sources, and that really is the amount that that each conference then has to you know, to, to distribute back to their member universities. Right. And 20 years ago, I can, I can see the table that I'm sitting around in, in, in 2001 with, with WAC presidents around the table. And I'm explaining to them kind of the current state of the, the economics of FBS 
sports. And, and I listed the 10 conferences from the Big Ten, the SEC, the Mountain, or the Big 12, the ACC, the Pac-12. And at the top was the SEC with $100 million a year. And the Big Ten was shortly was, you know, near that. And then it was 50, 60 million. Mm-hmm. The Mountain West was 25. WAC was down here. So, I mean, there wasn't a conference that was generating, uh, uh, you know, $100 million. Yeah. And today, the Big Ten and the SEC are approaching a billion a year. Yeah, In right. 20 years, conference revenues have increased from $100 million to $800 million. And the group of five, though, has stayed, all of them, except for what the American did, all stayed below $50 million. So you talk about the economic uh, balance. yeah. The economic difference. I always said that the competitive difference was was always, especially in football, was narrow. The economic was here, yeah. and uh, and that that I think is going to continue to the yeah. point where where the group of five just can't. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. It, it seems pretty clear. We're all in agreement that pretty soon the, the power five will break off and start their own deal. And be their own entity, and then you know maybe the group of five becomes what we now know as college football instead of yeah. semi-pro football or minor league football. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting stuff, Carl. I appreciate it. We'll talk again next next week. I want to talk about attendance, actually, people going to games because that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. You mentioned the buckets. You didn't mention attendance as, as one of the buckets. Well, but that's not a conference. That's an institution. Right, that's right. right. But let's let's talk about that yeah. next time about how how schools how much schools depend on attendance because I know Colorado State depends on it a lot more than the University of Colorado does right here in our backyard, right? Because CU's got the Pac-12 TV money. It's not everything they thought they were going to get from the Pac-12, but it's certainly better than what CSU gets. So so for some schools, attendance means more than others. And we'll talk about that next week. And we'll also talk next week about the battle in Fort Collins between my Broncos and your Rams. Yeah, I'm not. uh, After after the way my Rams butchered the Utah State game, I'm not too – too excited about how that's going to work out, but uh, I know you're going to have a good time there. I'll be, I'll be wearing my Bronco hat on and, Saturday. And your wife, will be, your wife will be wearing her CSU colors, that's right? That's right. That's right. Uh, so. Wouldn't be mine to be a fly on the wall in that drive home, but anyway, maybe she'll, <laughs> she'll probably be kind of quiet on the way home, unfortunately. Hey, Carl, we appreciate it. As always, okay. good stuff. We'll talk to you again next week. You got Take it. Care. Bye, Mark.